Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here by myself because this is going to be a solo episode. So I know it's kind of odd, but uh, I don't have the other guys here because I had recently just gone to Disneyland. So I wanted to give you guys an update on that, especially since we also haven't been updating that much. So I wanted to give you guys a little uh, episode. And uh, I also want you to know, though, we are working on trying to get a more scheduled pace going. It's, uh, as I've said before, uh, a lot of things are, like, of course, life and work, so um, bear with us. Sorry about that. So to start things off, uh, of course, we parked in the Mickey and Friends parking structure. And from there, you can see an amazing view of the Star Wars construction going on. Now, one of the most interesting things is that a lot of rock work is starting to go up. And this is, of course, because they're trying to finish the rock work and uh, the rerouting of the railroad. And, of course, Tom Sawyer, or not Tom Sawyer Island, but uh, the Rivers of America. Now, I, I think it's really cool that you can see this uh, going on. Of course, inside the park, you get really great views of it. Um, like when you're walking up to Splash Mountain, you can see it. When you're uh, in Hungry Bear, you can see it, and uh, of course at the Big Thunder Ranch uh, area, you can see it really well. But I thought this was very interesting because, uh, of course, we all know that it's reopening next year. But um, also, like I just saw online, like the construction for Disney World Star Wars um, still looks like it's not uh, at the same pace. But moving on, at the bottom of the... Mickey and Friends uh, parking garage. There's a new security, new security uh, like checkpoints. Now, while I was there, they were not operating, and I've seen online that since they have started operating. Now, I think uh, this is actually like a really great thing. I know a lot of uh, a lot of people online are complaining about how ugly they look, but. You know, it makes more sense that we're going to stop everyone as they're getting off of the parking structure to check their bags. Because, of course, that's a bigger space, too. So, I thought it was, like, a better idea that they would do that. Uh, there's There are some negative aspects. Like, I know I saw that they closed down the walkway from the Mickey and Friends parking structure to Disneyland. Which is, like, my favorite way to get in and out of the park. So, I was a little upset to see that. But, um, you know, one thing that also goes into it is that I, while I was there, we uh, went, of course, they had the Esplanade um, checkpoint, and we got stuck in a huge line, and we ended up waiting like half an hour to get in, because there's no one, uh, there's no one, of course, you know, monitoring the lines, and it turns out that the line we were in was actually two lines converging into one, so we waited forever because it was slowly getting up there because, you know, these two lines had to come together. So that was, like, one thing I really was annoyed about. Um, and I feel like with the new, like, security checkpoints being at Mickey and Friends parking structure and downtown Disney, I actually think this is, like, a, a much better way to do it because it's a lot faster. And, you know, there's also the thing of if you bring anything that you can't bring in, it's a lot easier for me to go, oh, okay, and go back to the car from the parking uh, structure, like, you know, uh, building, than it is for me to be at the Esplanade and for you to tell me, oh, no, you can't have that here. So I, I thought that was actually a great thing. Now, um, moving in, uh, 
a little bit of sadness. So I finally got to see Tower of Terror with the scrims up, and man, it's it is depressing. It's like it's like a huge beige building now. It it's completely ugly in the in the sight line, um, and I just felt like it just looks so bad. Of course, uh, the lines for Tower of Terror are also incredibly ridiculous. They're like 75 minutes or so. Like, I, I haven't seen lines like that since it first opened. Um, they're using, like, the extended uh, queue. And, you know, of course, people are complaining about uh, the lines. And then even uh, in the shop, like, anything that's Tower of Terror is selling super fast. So, like, anything you want that's Tower of Terror, you really need to go in there quickly and uh, start getting that stuff. One thing I did want to point out, too, is that, uh, of course, Rogue One items were already in uh, the um, Star Wars launch bay, which I thought was cool, uh, especially they had the Scarif uh, Stormtrooper um, outfit, which uh, I, I actually think that the Scarif one looks really cool. Uh, that was, like, my favorite Stormtrooper. Of course, I'm not going to talk about the movie because, of course, I saw it, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but uh, I know that the other guys are going to want to talk about it, so I'm saving that for our next episode. But uh, one thing I thought was interesting is Hyperspace Mountain is back, you know, uh, after it turned into uh, Ghost Galaxy, and there was, like, a lot of rumors that it wasn't coming back as Hyperspace Mountain at all, and uh, I'm very happy to see that that, of course, was uh, just a bunch of, um, you know, made-up uh, guffs, so... Hyperspace Mountain is back. Apparently, they're also uh, doing the uh, randomized Star Tours again, so it's no longer going to be... You only get to see, uh, you know, the uh, Jakku at the beginning. But, uh, that I mean, that's that's a good thing. I, I do like seeing Finn, but I do like the randomness to be in there. Um, oh, one thing I did, uh, forget is, like, there's, like, a very, like, weird confusion when you're at the, um, tram, uh, at the Mickey and Friends parking lot. So, like, it's kind of odd because, uh, the way they rerouted it, you have to, like, walk around the security area. It's, it's so odd. Like, um, you, you can tell that there's gonna be a lot of confusion there. Um, that, yeah, that is my last thing, though, on that. Um, the... The only other thing I want to say is, like, I did read online that uh, one of the best things about the new security, though, the new security checkpoints, is that it, um, what, about doubled or tripled the amount that we had? Because before, it was the Esplanade and, of course, Harbor Boulevard, uh, or, yeah, Harbor Boulevard. So, like, uh, it was basically, like, you had, like, three or four. Now, there's, like, 17, like, lines or whatever. So you've got, like, a ton at the Mickey and Friends. Um, at the Downtown Disney, you have coming from the parking lot, coming from the hotels, and then you have one at uh, Grand Californian. One really awesome thing, too, is I saw... I already saw pictures of it, but, of course, the Esplanade is now open again. So it's nice to see all of that looking, uh, you know, traditional to the Disney way. Of course, everyone's complaining online about the line uh, well not really the lines but just the security stuff and saying that you know it's uh really abrasive for you to be coming off of your or out of your car and you have to go through this security thing but i'm like you know this is like this is just the world we live in now which is very upsetting i don't like the idea that we have to do the security checkpoints but it is what we're in now so you know that's just 
it's it's uh, the nature of the beast. So you just have to live with that. However, I still think that uh, I would rather see the security checkpoint when I'm getting out of the garage than have to see it when I'm heading up to Disneyland. That was like a much worse look, I feel. Um, of course, like Universal, they they kind of do the same thing at Universal, but Universal, their security checkpoint is very just half-hearted. Like, it's very small, and it's it takes forever to get through it. So, you know, that that's like the difference. Uh, one awesome thing, staying in like the downtown Disney area, I went into World of Disney, which uh, I'll be honest, like we don't really go in there that often because of course like that's more of like something we do if it's like, oh, I missed something that I wanted to buy, so let's check this out and see if it's in here. Of course, because we don't want to go back through uh, security checkpoint. Now, the cool thing I found was uh, they had a new Indiana Jones Pop Funko, and it was for the, of course, the attraction, but he's in the car, which I thought was awesome. It's uh, $40, and I'm assuming very limited supply, so make sure to get that if you want it. Now, uh, the holidays are going on at Disneyland, which is awesome. Holidays at Disney parks, I think, are, like, the best thing in the world. Um, of course, anyone that knows me knows that my favorite one is uh, the Halloween season. I think that they do Halloween, like, just spectacularly, but... You know, Disney at the at Christmas time is like that's like one of those things where it's like you you get that like feeling that uh, magic feeling of being um, you know in in the holiday spirit. Of course, you have to hear the annoying uh, Christmas music with it, but uh, you know that's that's something you just got to take with it. Now, now one thing is that of course it's the holiday season and Disney being super popular now, lines are ridiculous at the park. Like I was there. Um, a couple weeks before the, uh, actually, I think it was a week before the blackout, uh, for annual pass holders, um, anyone that's not Signature Plus, and the lines were just ridiculous, like, we, we barely rode any attractions, because everything was at, like, 40 plus minutes, and that's the thing, too, is it's like, you know, I love Disney parks, but, uh, they've become so popular, like, I miss when, when I was a teenager, Disney parks were like a, it was like a secret that me and uh, my family had. Like, we were heading there, we weren't, we were able to get on every attraction and stuff, but now, like, uh, it's become a very well-known secret that Disney parks are, like, where you want to go for a vacation. So, the lines just are ridiculous now. But, you know, that's something you have to take in with it. Now, they had, like, uh, things like the, um... Was it the Festival of Holidays or whatever going on at DCA? That was really cool. I thought that it was a bit ridiculous because the prices are really high. Like the they're they're honestly like priced like it's an entree, and you're getting like um, I would say more like a sample uh, version of like food. But uh, you know that's something that's a cool offering that they're doing. Uh, Cars Land at Christmas is awesome. Now, you, this is where you get into, like, the thing. So you got, like, a couple attractions that are specific for the holidays. Of course, It's a Small World Holiday and Haunted Mansion Holiday. Haunted Mansion Holiday is something I've loved since they started it in uh, 2001. I actually have a sweater from when they first started doing it for the first year. Um, now, that's another one that, uh, you know, Tim Burton and... 
Nightmare Before Christmas has become so popular now that it's a huge hit, and like now you have to wait in an hour line to get on that ride. But I, I think it's still worth it because, of course, they change little things all the time. You've got Sally in there now. Now, It's a Small World Holiday is a completely different beast. I think It's a Small World Holiday is not worth the wait at all. But, of course, people, they wait the line. That's on them. But it, that line over there was insane. Like, I can't believe anyone would stand in it. Um... Of course, they have the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Now, the annoying thing is, like, when you're in the Esplanade, they're playing the Christmas Fantasy Parade music, like, the whole time. That was, like, a super annoying thing. Especially, like I said earlier, when I was stuck in the security checkpoint for 30 minutes, that is the most annoying song to hear for 30 minutes straight. Uh, now, the Christmas Fantasy Parade, it, it's a good parade, but at the same time, it's one of those where I'm just like, you know, nothing really changes in it. And then at that, uh, one thing I thought was weird, and I know they've been doing it for a little while, because of course they got rid of Duffy, you know, the Disney bear a little while ago, but uh, on like the first float uh, is where Duffy used to sit, and they changed it out where now it's just a generic bear. And I, I don't understand like the reasoning behind that. I'm like, the, you know, they still sell Duffy, the Disney bear, and Shelly Mae, so, it doesn't make sense why they took him out of the parade. Like, he could just be there. He doesn't have to be, like, I don't need a meet and greet with him, but he can be inside the parade. Like, he's still a Disney property. It doesn't make sense for them to be like, no, nah, generic bears, where we're going to go because, you know, that makes more sense. Uh, it's not like people saw him on the front float and were just, like, outraged and complaining. But, you know, that is what it is, whatever. <laughs> um, now, of course... Uh, Jumping again, I, I know I'm a little random, but uh, jumping again, so we did uh, the Feliz Navidad, which is an awesome offering that they do at DCA. Um, now, over there you meet the three Caballeros, and they, they do like a little thing, but uh, they also have Elena of Avalor as a meet and greet now, which was awesome because my daughter loves Elena of Avalor, so uh, we actually got there before uh, she came out and we waited in the line. And uh, we got to meet her. Uh, super, super fantastic meet and greet. Of course, like she knew the she knew the show very well, so that was like a big thing that I I enjoyed. Um, now my daughter, of course, though she just was frozen. She she couldn't say or do anything. Like uh, she was wearing her Elena uh, shirt, and uh, actually, I think she was. I believe we brought her. Yeah. No, it was just a shirt. But, um, yeah, she was just, like, she just couldn't talk. Like, she was just, like, uh. But, you know, it was it was great to have that experience. So I'm happy that they brought Elena in. Now, another uh, meet and greet that I saw is they started doing Moana meet and greet. But uh, they're doing it inside the Aladdin's Oasis now. So Aladdin has been kicked out of his own oasis uh, for Moana. Now, um, I, I am wondering, though, like, with the... With these, like, new characters, uh, especially the new princesses, like, when they're gonna move into, like, the princess fantasy fair and stuff. Because, like, Elena, I think, is, like, a meet and greet that they should be doing anyway, because it's a very popular show, uh, like, evident from all their products that sell. So I don't, I don't know what their, like, grand scheme plan is with, uh, Elena of Avalor, but I hope that that's one that they're planning to keep on. Of course, like, you have other ones, like, um, Merida... Which you see Merida like very randomly, 
Moana, I feel like Moana is going to be another one of those where it's like you're going to see her very randomly. But, uh, you know, I, I do feel like, I feel like Elena should be one of the ones that, like, they have all the time. Kind of like how they have Sophia the First. You can see her all the time on uh, the Hollywood backlot uh, over in Disney California Adventure. So I feel like Elena should definitely be, like, one of those. And then, of course, you've got the fact that the Hollywood backlot has so much, like, unused space. It just, you know, it just doesn't make sense to be like, oh, whatever, Elena's kind of here. Um, one, one thing I did notice, too, is, uh, we went up to the Sunset, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Sunset Showcase Theater. And it showed on it that, uh, you know, that they were done doing the Doctor Strange preview. But, uh, it showed at the bottom, you know, uh, coming soon. And, uh, it was, like, the top part of the Beauty and the Beast poster. So that's, like, great news for anyone that's, like, a fan of, uh, Beauty and the Beast and of them using it as a preview center. Personally, I think the previews are kind of worthless, but, you know, whatever. That's another thing. Like, I have no say in that, so I can't really do anything. Now, the final thing I wanted to talk about is, of course, Paint the Night. So, Paint the Night um, is going into its, like, last stretch at Disneyland right now. And uh, the lines were insane for Paint the Night. Like, no joke. It was just, like, unnecessary for us. Like, I know we all know that it's it's going away. And then that's the big issue, too, is that there's rumors that it's not uh, coming back. So, like, uh, that's a big thing, pushing those crowds. Now, one thing, we know that uh, Main Street Electrical Parade is coming. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But, like, it's that thing where I'm just... Uh, it annoys me at the idea that they might be... Because, of course, the big... The big... Uh, Rumor is that they're getting rid of Paint the Night at Disneyland to send it back to, uh, or send it over to Disney World to pump, you know, crowds into Disney World. Now, that's a, that is a good idea on the surface, but it goes into that whole thing where it's like, it's almost like Disneyland's like the stepchild, like, uh, or at the least, it's not the favorite child. And I would say the Disney company itself makes it very evident. Because anything that's good at Disneyland always goes over to Disney World. Because Disney World is, of course, their big one. But it's that thing where it's like, Disneyland is the original. Disneyland is the only park Walt Disney walked in. It's like, I don't understand why they treat Disneyland like, basically like it's, you know, second tier. They're just like, eh, Disneyland. It's like, dude, like, when you look at at park attendance every year, it's Magic Kingdom and then Disneyland. That that's considering that Walt Disney World has four parks. You you've got four parks in one area, and you've got Magic Kingdom being the most visited park in the world. But the second most visited park is on the opposite side of our country. Like that, that's just insanity. So like to me, I I feel like they really need to start treating Disneyland a lot better. But you know, hopefully, Paint the Night comes back because Paint the Night is of course a spectacular parade. I love it. My daughter loves it. I know everyone loves it. Um, Of course, anyone that is a faithful viewer knows that I think it's annoying that they use the song from Wreck-It Ralph, but, you know, that that is what it is. But, you know, I I still think that it's a spectacular parade. Like, it's definitely a a must-see parade. So I hope that it stays at Disneyland. Um, But, you know, I feel like when they decided to move Main Street Electrical Parade, it just became a little more obvious that they might actually send it over because now there's no nighttime parade at uh magic kingdom so it's like well 
because they took away uh, Main Street Electrical Parade from them. So it's like, well, what are they doing there then? So, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see, though. Um, well, I want to thank you guys for listening to this uh, very quick, you know, solo mouse episode, as I'm calling it. Uh, once again, sorry that we've been kind of in and out with the uh, podcast. I know I'm getting, like, feedback on that, be it on the Twitter or via email. But, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm trying to keep this up. Uh, you know, that's evident, of course, with this episode. Um, make sure to let me know anything you want to see, though, uh, or anything <laughs> see uh, anything you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, if you have any ideas, uh, feel free to contact me via Twitter. I'm uh, at GeoDisney, G-I-O Disney. Or you can email me at GeoDisney113 uh, at gmail.com. I know that's ridiculous, but G-I-O-D-I-S-N-E-Y-113 at gmail.com. And make sure to visit us. at The podcast is now hosted on my website, so it's geocomedy, that's G-I-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com slash G3, <laughs> G, 3G-A-T-M. So uh, that's a cool way. Of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. Now, Spreaker, I do want to let you guys know, Spreaker's a little different. I have to pay to keep them up on there. Uh, I only get a certain amount for free, so there's only going to be a few episodes on Spreaker. But if you're on Spreaker, make sure to follow us there. And, uh, you know, uh, but that's all I got for you guys this week. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Thank you, Chris Scowron. Uh, for your constant feedback on uh, Twitter. But thank you guys, and I hope to talk to you guys soon again. So uh, see you see you next week. Bye. Ka-chow.